Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, August 26th. That's Saratoga. It's Travers Day. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. We have an all-stakes, all-grade-one-stakes pick four that starts in race nine, Jim. It is the H. Allen Jerkins Memorial at seven furlongs for three-year-olds. Uh, field sizes are, are disappointing in these races, but there's some competitive heats, I think. Where did you land in the Jerkins? Well, I think Arabian Lion is going to be the favorite of that winner win at the Woody Stevens at Belmont at this distance. So uh, one for two at the distance. Uh, obviously, uh, great positional speed and came from off the pace that day. So Arabian Lion looks like, to me, he's going to be the deserving favorite here. I'm going to use a couple others in the in the pick four. Um, New York Thunder is a horse that I would normally not use off that huge buyer jump, but there was a horse a couple weeks ago at Saratoga that I tossed because he was moving up so much in so much in class, and that's what New York Thunder is doing. But going from a 97 at Woodbine on the poly, first time on the dirt in the Amsterdam, he ran a 110. And there's a chance that he's going to get the lead in this race. I mean, one of a million is going to be, going to have a lot of speed. But New York Thunder could be the quickest out of the gate. Ran a 21-2 uh, last time out at six and a half. And so um, I give him a shot in here. He's four for four. He's not done anything wrong. And um, I think he's got a shot at, at five to two for Delgado. Also going to use Fort Bragg for Rosario, the other Baffert angle um, coming off a Dwyer win that, that was a very gutsy win over Saudi Crown, who's, uh, who's turned out to be a really good horse out in, in his own right. So I think horse ran the Florida Derby, and they've they kind of said he doesn't want a mile and eight, so they're cutting it back, and he cuts back from a mile to seven furlongs, which is always a good angle. I'm going to use those three. I'm going to toss verifying. I don't think him cutting back from a mile and 16th, a mile and eighth races to seven furlongs is going to suit him. And the other two, I think, are just fillers. So I think those three are, are I'm using half the field in a six-horse race, but Arabian Lion is not a slam dunk in here for me because of those other horses having some good angles as well. Yeah, I've got to uh, go with the same three. I did take Arabian Lion on top. This just looks like a, a classic uh, Baffert pattern with those two bullet works off the win in the Woody Stevens. And uh, this horse, uh, I think, will will run big. But uh, Fort Bragg and New York Thunder on, on numbers are right there with him. So I think you've got to use all three. Uh, New York Thunder hasn't been seven furlongs, but did six and a half last time. Uh, the others are horses that have uh, cut back from longer distances to seven. I tend to uh, lean to those uh, a little bit more. So I've got Arabian Lion, Fort Bragg is my top two, but New York Thunder, got to use all three on the ticket. The uh, tenth race is the grade one ballerina for Phillies and Mayors three and up. Uh, it's seven furlongs here, and uh, it's a nice group, but I just love Echo Zulu. That uh, I think it, in two races this year, she has shown that she has taken her game to a new level, and that last race was just uh, out of sight. So uh, it's Echo Zulu, a single for me in the ballerina. How about you? Well, that was simple. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I agree one hundred percent. She's got she's got the speed. She's she's going to get the lead. There's no doubt. Drew's going to gun her out of the gate. There's nobody else in here that that's going to get close to her from from the gate. Matareya possibly, but she likes to come from off the pace. Uh, I love Matareya. I love Goodnight Olive, but I, I thought that she was just all out to win the Better Roses at Belmont last time out against Wicked Halo and Carmel Swell, Swirl, and Monterey beat her last time. So I don't think Goodnight Olive has taken that step forward that Echo Zulu has. Echo Zulu was just electrifying uh, in the Honorable Miss. 
I think this is a uh, easy slam dunk single for Echo Zulu. So I'm scared that we agree that much. Yeah, I mean, if you if you don't use her, I think the the others are all kind of at the same level. Several of them, Matareya, Carmel Swirl, Goodnight Olive. So you'd really have to go deep, and I just don't see them beating her. The Grade One Sword Dancer is race eleven, third leg of the All Grade One Pick Four. Three and up at a mile and a half on the turf. A lot of these come out of uh, a race that was a mile and three-eighths. So uh, the extra eighth might help uh, somebody. Channelmaker uh, was the winner last time. Gate to wire with some really soft fractions on a course that had some give to it. This one may have two. I think there's supposed to be some rain in the area leading into Saturday. Um, where did you land in the Sword Dancer? Well, I think if the turf does have some give to it, you've got to move Channelmaker up quite a bit. But you also got to take a horse coming out of Ireland called Stone Age for Chad Brown. Um, uh, has been over here before, ran at Belmont in the Belmont Derby last year, almost won that, got beat by Classic Causeway, uh, ran right behind Nation's Pride in Annapolis in the Saratoga Derby Invitational last summer. So returning to Saratoga where he's run before, he's obviously faced much, much better. He was second in the Breeders' Cup turf at Keeneland last year to Rebels Romance. Uh, Stone Age is going to be the big favorite in here, uh, deservedly so. But um, since I'm singling in the in the previous race in the Ballerina, I'm going to go four deep in here. I'm going to use Channel Maker because I think if there's some give in the turf that he he ran really well last time. I'm not sure he'll be able to coast on those fractions, but it seems like the New York riders do that a lot up there. I'm going to use uh, Soldier Rising for Christophe Clement just because it's Clement. Uh, uh, the horse didn't run well in the Bowling Green, but I'll give him that one. Uh, maybe he didn't like to give in the, in the turf, so if, if it's firm, you move him up a little bit, too. He ran well in Manhattan at Belmont at a mile and a quarter. So uh give you Soldier Rising. And I'm going to use uh, Bolshoi Ballet coming out of Ascot. Uh horse didn't run a step in the King George VI, but prior to that, ran well in grade threes and uh, listed stakes races over there. And Ran okay in the Breeders' Cup turf last year or two years ago at Del Mar. So, Bolshoi Ballet comes over Aiden O'Brien. I think you got to give him a shot with Johnny Velasquez taking them out. Going to go four deep in here. Stone Age is a favorite. It's liking that much. You can single him and have a real inexpensive ticket. Yeah, and I, I don't think he is, is worthy of a single. I think um, there's several in here that could win this. If you're going to catch a price, it's probably here. I took Verstappen on top, actually kind of looking for a little bit of a price. You get 8-1. to one. You probably should get all of that since Declan Cannon is still riding, and he's having a really nice year. It's just that he's not, you know, Pratt, Ortiz, etc. Horses in peak form for Brendan Walsh. Didn't really have much of a chance behind that slow pace last time. Maybe that could happen again, but he gets an extra eighth of a mile, and maybe it won't be quite as uh, soft as it was last time for Channel Maker. And I, I just think this horse is in peak form, so at 8-1, to one, I'll try to find a price there. Uh, Got to use Stone Age. I'm uh, going to use Bolshoi Ballet. That 117 time form number in May, if he runs back to that, he'd be awfully tough to beat. Channel Maker. Daunt, I thought, was worth a look. Horse ran well at a price, ran well in the Bowling Green, uh, venturing into Graded Stakes Company. So uh, Daunt is one I would use. I'm going to go all. I'm going to go with the Jim Goodman theory. I was getting to the point I was going to use like five out of what five out of seven or eight. So it's like, gotta eat. I'm just going to use them all. But uh, if you're going to catch a price, I think it's in this race. The 12th race is the grade one Travers at a mile and a quarter for three-year-olds. I think Forte's going to be hard to beat. I thought he moved forward a bit 
certainly on the buyer scale last time in the Jim Dandy. But I don't think he's taken a huge jump this year to where he's you know, separated himself from the, the rest. So at a short price, I'm going to try to beat him with Mage, the Derby winner. He had a 98 off the layoff in the Haskell. And they, they said uh, the connection said he wasn't cranked up for it leading in. Then he ran big. So were they sandbagging? I don't know. You look at the work pattern, and he's had a five furlong and two six furlong works since. So that would suggest that they're still, they were still adding fitness to him. And if so, I could see him improving to somewhere up around a you know 105. And if he does, that puts him right there. And his best race was at a mile and a quarter in the Derby with a 105 that matches Forte for the best buyer in the field. So, and uh, they, he loses the Castellano to Archangelo. Saez was supposed to ride. He got hurt, so Pratt rides. But there's that's just fine. I'd be happy with that. So I'm going to use Mage over Forte. Uh, going to use Archangelo, five consecutive improving buyer speed figures. You'd think at some point he's going to take a step back, but hadn't happened yet. And uh, Castellano shows up on this one. And then for my fourth horse, I'm going to add Tappet Trice. Don't really think he's going to win, but I picked him a couple times. And he's 12 to 1, and they're adding blinkers. So if the blinkers were to move him up, I don't think he's ever been ridden uh, the, the best way uh, to give himself a chance too often. And so he gets Jose Ortiz. Maybe he'll give him the kind of ride he needs, which is to get him outside. And maybe the blinkers will help. So if he moves up, I'd hate to get beat by him at 12 to 1 for a big price. So I'm going to add him on my ticket as well. How do you see the Travers, Jim? I see the Travers as an unusual opportunity to um, to see three horses that have won three triple crown races. I don't know that that's happened before. I was going to look it up, and I, and I failed to do that. But you've got three separate winners of Triple Crown races, all racing the Travers, and none of them are going to be the favorite. Forte is going to be the favorite. Um, and he hasn't, you know, he obviously had to miss the Derby for bad circumstances, and then just got to beat a length and a half in Belmont coming off a long layoff, and then he won the Jim Dandy, but he was all out to beat Saudi Crown. <clears throat> so <clears throat> Forte is going to be the favorite against three Triple Crown winners. So that's four you got to use, and I'm going to use my theory on this race. I'm going to go all here. And the reason I'm doing it is because I can make an argument for Tappet Trice moving forward. Um, I don't think he ran his race in the in the Haskell. I think you can't, he's the kind of horse you can make excuses for. And you look at him in the Derby, well, he got a bad trip in the Derby. Okay, Belmont might have been a little too far for him, and he really didn't like dirt getting kicked in his face, and maybe he's going to get a better trip in the Haskell. And he didn't get a better trip in the Haskell. So he's one of those horses that we're going to keep betting on, we're going to keep losing. But one of these days, he's going to break through. It could be in this race. I think he's he's not that far behind the top four. And then Scotland on the outside for Bill Mott at 12-1 to 1, showed a new dimension in the curling last time out at a mile and an eighth. He stretches out, and he takes the lead, and he goes wire to wire, and wins going away by three and a quarter. So Scotland is probably going to get the, the – uh, lead here in a mile and a quarter race, which is always dangerous. There's only seven horses in here. So if nobody can test Scotland, I can see him taking him a long way. So the only one I don't like is Disarm, and he's got three straight triple buyer numbers. It was only uh, four lengths behind Mage in the Derby, and came back and uh, was right behind Forte and Saudi Crown in the Jim Dandy. So I can make a case for all seven of them. I'm going to go all on this one. I could be talked into going all the last two races, as a matter of fact, and, and making it Still less than a hundred dollar ticket, so I think I think there's a chance of getting a price here because you can't bet them all. You can't bet all four of them. So three triple crown winners in Forte. It's a great race, even though there's only seven. So I'm just going to go deep here. 
So how do you structure your ticket? I, I've only got a uh, very inexpensive ticket for a big day like this. I've got a $42 ticket uh, using 456 in the Jerkins, uh, singling Echo Zulu in the um, ballerina. So 456 with 6, using 4 in the Sword Dancer, 1367, and then going all 7 in the last leg um, for a $42 ticket. I have a $42 ticket as well. Uh, 456 with 6 with all with one two four three so i uh, had it actually down at 18 at one point i thought you know let's try to catch a price in here somewhere and um you know at 42 you could uh, play it for a dollar and make it 84 you could uh you know narrow down a little bit maybe in the sword dancer if you have a little stronger opinion and uh just play it for for a dollar versus 50 cents but 50 cent ticket 42 dollars for me as well it's always a great day of racing on Travers Day at Saratoga. So best of luck if you're playing there or somewhere else. This is the In the Money Podcast from KeelanSelect.com.